Oh man, another week of scrollies, squat. Are you hold on? Squat? Squat! Squat! What in the world? Squat is gone, you guys. Eggy's not even here. We gotta get this out soon. You know what? I'm just gonna head down into our scrolly studio library and see if anyone's around. Yeah, hello. Oh, Zach, Zach, our librarian, a resident librarian. What do you, you're here, man. Do you know what time it is? Usually only Squat and I are here this late. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a time traveler from the future, basically. Uh, a few hours ahead of you guys, and uh, I like to play some games in the morning. So uh, I'm actually down here and uh, hanging out. It, it's crazy because you're from the future. Squat is stuck in the past, and I'm right here in the present. The true present. I, I might say this is a, because this is a present, like they say, this is a gift. Whoa, uh, Zach. Uh, which you, you're there playing. Do you mind if we just head back upstairs and uh, do a little recording? I got to get this out. I don't know where Squat's at. Oh yeah, happy to help. Let me just hit pause here and let's uh let's go let's go chat. Um, if you could save it and turn it off, just like you know, power bill and. Oh, okay, fair enough. I understand that. Okay, let me uh, let me get to a good spot. Welcome to Scrollies. It is me, Team Rat NATO of the Scrollies podcast. I am co-hostless in a way. Squat Cobbler must be busy. He's not here in the studios. Eggy's not here. The egg muffins aren't ready. I don't know what's going on. Anyway, whatever. Co-host today, Zach. Welcome, welcome to Scrollies. Glad to be here. Thanks for having me on. We've been talking about this for a while. Zach, not only is our scrolly studio librarian, but also someone I really respect for their opinions. I, I really hold you in high regard. I've talked to you a lot about people on stream of like, oh yeah, my friend, he's like really into Nier Automata. He's really into Bayonetta. He's really into these things. He has great opinions and he's got a great voice. Thank so. you. Thank you. Yeah, certainly have some opinions. I don't know if they're great. I guess we'll leave that to the listeners to decide. And don't hold back, <laughs> listeners. Let let me have it. Let me have it, man. Let, let, yeah, exactly. You know, I remember, I do really remember that a lot because I think you were like one of the only people at that time. Uh, we, we used to work together. We used to be co-workers. And I think uh, I, I don't, no one understood Hideo Kojima as well. <laughs> and, and I just remember you were like kind of like a fellow Japanese game enjoyer. And we had a lot to say about that. Yes, and you know what? Your passion for that stuff too. Just me. I, I gotta say, I bought a lot of games because of the conversations we had. I feel like I really uh, valued. I valued those conversations. I feel like I deepened my appreciation for games based on those conversations. So yeah, I really uh, I appreciated that that those interactions we could have on a daily basis about this stuff. It was pretty wild. Yeah, and so much was happening at that time. Like I said, I think I bought a few games because of you. And since then, we've talked a little bit. Uh, I remember that I got a text about a month or two ago <laughs> after not having heard from you. Like, you, you kind of got busy. You were doing your thing. And I was like, oh, he, he, he's got it. He's figured it out. I'll let him do it. And I got this random text out of nowhere. I, I was not expecting it at all. I wish I had my phone. It's like, No, let me tell you. Let me tell you because it just said... And Takamaki, best girl. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> I haven't heard from you in like two years or something. Maybe like a year or two. I don't know. And then, and Takamaki, best girl. <laughs> she is, by the way, which I feel like we could also fill another podcast about. But 
Yeah, that'll be yeah. Our, our next episode. Well, we, there is a prophesized side episode we were talking about. But yes, I agree. I'm surprised you got into Persona 5 because I remember I was gushing about it at that time. Yeah, I think this is one thing that I don't want to say we argued about, but um, <laughs> we butted heads about this. I'm a... Um, I think as I've aged, I've gotten just more open to people doing what makes them happy and not having so many opinions about it and being like looking down my nose at people. Um, back in the day, though, I was a bit of a snob about being a PC-only gamer. So Ratnado, I think, uh, justifiably would uh, razz me a little bit about that. Um, <laughs> so, Zach, you play Bloodborne yet? No. Of course I haven't played Bloodborne. <laughs> I remember you came in, you're like, oh yeah, Persona 5 is so good, man. And I was like, I bet it is. I just finished a playthrough of, of Persona 4 Golden on Golden. PlayStation Vita. And, yeah. And uh, I uh, was mad. I was a little jealous that, uh, I mean, I have faith, always have faith that every game, every game gets to PC in one way or another, but right. um, it sure hurt. It sure hurt to not be playing Persona 5 when you were having so much fun with it. Um, that, that was the issue? I didn't know that. I was... Uh, I was just coming like waving in your face, and you couldn't even play. I didn't realize that was that was it. I'm oh, sorry. No. no, don't worry. Don't worry about it. It's uh, <laughs> I, I don't. It was, that's how I interpreted it because I was mad because I wanted to play it. <laughs> so it was a issue. The issue was on my end, but um, yeah, that's uh, I've since you know I'm like I still PC only gamer. I really I really love uh, computers as a platform. I work on a computer all day. Um, I don't see that changing anytime soon. But I really love that there's so many ways for people to play games that, you know, make them happy and that just, I just, it's, it's good, it's good, uh, it's good all around. Although, yeah. oh man, sorry, I just, I have opinions about games. Exclusivity. <laughs> I'm not going to talk about it. Probably. Oh man, that's, Moving maybe, on. maybe that should have been our topic today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The other topic's good too. I think it ties into what, what we were talking about as well. What is a game for you that uh, maybe you overlooked and has recently maybe come back into your life or something that you've changed your opinion on a lot and now really love. Yeah, so a game that uh, that I overlooked. So my birthday was a few weeks ago, and uh, one of the games that I've been playing, the meta game of all games, is working through the old backlog. Yeah, and uh, I'm down to the I'm down to the last dozen or so. And uh, my birthday was a few weeks ago, and I'm kind of in that lull where um, I have I have one or two games that I'm, I'm I kind of play semi regularly, but um, I'm waiting for the next big game. Um, Cyberpunk really disappointed me. That was going to be kind of my game, and uh, I played Elden Ring. That was good. Played Persona Five. I'm going to hit PC finally. That was really good. Um, but I'm kind of waiting for the next big game. So I'm working through the backlog, and there in the game uh, list on Steam was Superland. And if you haven't played Superland, it's kind of like a, a, a Metroidvania in the first person. You're like a, it's, it's basically like you're a child's toy and you work your way through this world. It's like a giant sandbox and, uh, you know, there's like giant shovels sticking out of the ground. You get abilities that, you know, just like any Metroidvania, uh, improve your traversal, improve your combat. But uh, what's what's been so interesting about it is that um, it's not something I think I normally would have um, been interested in. It seems like it's aimed at a much younger audience. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, that game, as well as other games, they've been hitting me differently lately. I guess my needs, uh, what what I've wanted to get out of games has has changed. And um, <laughs> I didn't want to talk about the evil within, but I'm going to talk about the evil within, I think. Um, I, it wouldn't be as conversation with Zach without bringing up the evil within. Okay, so um, when I first played the evil within, I played through it on hard. Mm. And uh, 
that was grueling. It was really, yeah. really intense. Just resources are slim. Uh, Third-person horror game directed by the same guy who made Resident Evil, for those who haven't played it. Really good, really disturbing. Um, just really crazy. Just a really breakneck pace. Really intense. Um, especially with limited resources. I was constantly replaying sections because I missed a single shot. And uh, it was just like an experience. It was an experience, good and bad. Yeah. After I finished it, I realized... You know, I don't think playing games on hard for me is the way I want to do them anymore. Very interesting. I think uh, there's some, you know, I, did, I felt like I was getting rid of my gamer card, so to speak. <laughs> or I was I was admitting defeat, so to speak. But I realized, no, it's like my, my life has changed. What I have time for has changed. What I have the patience for has changed. And uh, it's 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 really interesting to see those, you know, that, that pile of games in my Steam account. You know, some I bought over a decade ago and really liked. And now... There's just no chemistry there, you know? No, 100%. I think that I definitely have seen that in my own life now, a 33-year-old man. Things have changed so much. And, man, I, I do actually, I, as we talked about this, I'm like, yeah, I thought about a lot of stuff like that where, you know, maybe I had more time or I had less time or I had specific focuses when I was younger as opposed to now where now I'm kind of like, I just want an experience. I, I don't necessarily need every game to be a 100-hour-plus adventure with, content that regenerates and is always new now it's like just give me an experience i want to i want to experience it and move on is that kind of yeah. like what, you, what you're talking about Ab- absolutely yes um when i was a kid i loved jrpgs um and there's still a there's still a place in my heart for jrpgs like i said i played persona 5 um mm-hmm. but something i cannot abide in games anymore is the plot I yeah. uh, I just don't care at all. I'm I skip cutscenes. Um, I I so there's there's been a handful of games as I've been working through that backlog I mentioned. Handful of games where I boot them up and it starts off with a cinematic that I can't skip. I'm like, nope, not playing it. Uninstalled. Really? Yeah. I uh, I do not wow. have time to engage with games that way. And again, like that's not necessarily a knock on the game. It's more a reflection of what I um, am interested in, what I need from games right now. Mm. Um, you'll remember uh, we got together a few years ago. And yeah. uh, we watched The Thing. It was yes. Halloween. We watched The Thing. And yeah. you saw on our fridge, you saw an ultrasound for uh, yes. first, for first baby. You're like, what? Yeah. You guys are having a kid? Yeah. So we've had a few kids now. We have three. I think that's all. Oh that's my, uh, that's my limit. Speaking of limits, you know, hard mode and evil within. <laughs> hard mode in life is having three kids, I tell you. Just like, good. Ex- it's really good, but really intense. Resources are low. Really hard. <laughs> And, but, uh, no, there's, but no, no uh, reloads. That's no, yeah, no reloads. <laughs> That's the thing is you've kind of just taken up this challenge mode in real life for yourself. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I, I, I love it. I really do. It has changed how I approach games. I don't have time to watch a Metal Gear Solid 4 cutscenes, you know? Like, I, I want to be playing a game and not watching a game. The story has taken a bad seat for me because I need something different from a game. After a long day at work, I just want to play. Like I want to be I want to be engaging with the game. I want to feel the mechanics. I want to be customizing equipment, um, you know, crafting, discarding items even. Um, just, you know, I want to be in- feeling the game and yeah. uh, playing the game, and feeling the controller, moving moving the analog sticks, pushing the buttons. Um, that's what I like about games right now. And so anything that that uh, is overly plot intensive, I just I can't handle. And uh, I want to I want to put a pin in something too. Don't let me forget. I do want to talk about a recent development having to do with kids and games. So let's let's come back to that in a bit. Okay, okay. So we'll come back to that. But ba- like I don't know. That is honestly very shocking to me. In a way, I mean, I understand the time crunch as well. 
uh, I, I stay pretty busy these days with things and sometimes just like I you know what I don't really have the mental capacity to get involved with this this deep plot as you're saying I just want to sit on TikTok for half an hour and let my brain rot because I am exhausted yeah so I, I do understand that and I think that for me, what, what a lot of the, what it's come down to is just like very concise, very tailored experiences. And that's definitely for me, something that I would not have been into when I was younger. You know, it's like, I want the sweeping story with all the backstories and everything that you could possibly do. And I want to talk to everybody and I want to get all the trophies and I want yeah. this and this. I, I never had like a thing with like difficulty that that's not to me, not something. Cause I don't know. I just, that was never of me. Like it has to be so hard. It has to like punish me. That's not how I ever was. Uh, now I just want a really curated experience. I'm like, you know, I, I want to be able to beat this game. And especially with streaming, it's like, I would like this to be a week long or two week thing. And then I want to be able to finish it and move on. Yeah, I because uh, like you, like that hundred hour thing for me in the past, like that that was directly related to value. Like it was, you know, partially a monetary thing, but partially like this assumption that this game is going to be meaty. It's going to, you know, take forever. Um, and I still like that kind of thing if it lets me engage in bite-sized pieces with minimal plot. Yeah, it's it's funny. Like I'll, there'll be a game that's that's really highly recommended, and I'll see it's like seven to ten hours, and I'll be like, oh man, that's just I don't think that's gonna be that's not for me. And I play through it. And I'm like, that was exactly the kind of game that I, I need right now. Just something where, um, like you said, concise. Um, you know not not overwhelming just uh it's 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 like it's like when you have a uh, you know a tub of ice cream and really those first few bites are the, are the best yeah. but half the time you just keep forcing it down your throat and your teeth are cold and you're just like I'm sick now but I have it I I bought a tub of ice cream I should eat it all yeah and I think I think for some people too you you out there listening know who you are like you do need that you do need that whole tub of ice cream and that's okay for me right now like I just need a few bites of ice cream <laughs> And uh, that seems to be satiating my gaming needs. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I, I think I think for me, something that is really important in a game is just that it has a direction. And I I can tell so much more. And maybe there's something you've you've noticed in your time. You could even got games that go over decades, you know, like this is an older game and we can see where this the industry was five years ago. Yeah. But what I notice a lot is just like so much of this, you can see the hand of the publisher saying, okay, this is great, but we need this to attract the people who need endless content, tack on this mode, do this, take the leveling system and really stretch it out. Oh man, it's, it, it's tragic. It ruins games. It totally ruins them. Let me tell you the game, Let It Die. Um, I don't uh, know if you've played it. It's kind of like a weird Dark Souls-esque roguelike uh, game. Um, but yeah, it suffers from this same thing. It, it just that uh, it's been it's been fiddled with. So it's it's a it'd be an interesting game. It's kind of a little bit janky, but it's kind of like that lovable jank, like oh bless your heart, you lunkhead kind of a thing, where um, <laughs> you'd be willing to put up with its eccentric, I guess, quirks if it weren't for its rotten skeleton built yeah. around microtransactions, artificially elongating. Um, the experience and making it tedious. Death becomes just very stressful. You have to buy what they call death medals to, to revive in place. Otherwise, you have to start on the first floor. Rare items, you have to, you can grind for days and days, or you can spend death medals to, to get the ones you need to upgrade your equipment. Um, it just, it's, it just, it would have been a great game. It has this really weird soundtrack. They just, what's his name? Grasshopper, Grasshopper 51. 
Um, he, he, he got all these different musical artists, Japanese mu- musical artists from all genres to make, make songs themed around, you know, Let It Die, the title of the game. Um, so just really interesting soundtrack. Uh, Mark Hamill's in it. He does the intro. Um, really just what well, could have been such a weird, interesting game, even despite its, its gameplay flaws, except it's built on top of microtransactions. I, f- I think for us, people passionate about games, I, I feel like it's one of the, the hard parts about watching, you know, over time has, has been watching games just become soulless, I guess, yeah. you know, really very much something about increasing a bottom line, not something fun, but something about increasing profit and export, you know, like, yeah, I think that us one group of people wins with that approach. And mm-hmm. we as people who enjoy games uh, really do not. And it's not even something like new, but even I feel like there was like this renaissance in like 2000, I would say 2007 to me about 2015, 2016, or like this series that sure you had like, you know, you had a lot of mon- games that were like trying to monetize, but there, it was like this time when games were really trying to be artistic and in that endeavor you know you got very short and good experiences whereas now you can just totally see the hand of like oh we need this to make money it was always about that but right it's yeah. so clear now yeah and i was like yeah for sure like we want people to you know have a successful career and you know feed their families like i'm not yeah that's 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 great but like now that's all that's it's just it's it's causing bad gameplay and, and yeah. what could be interesting games to be terrible and I think that too, you know, uh, over time has changed the games, the games I play and the way I approach things. Talking about uh, growing up, having children and, and gaming. So back to that, that ultrasound picture. So that was one kid. He's five years old now. Um, and we, we oh decided goodness. we wanted to have our kids close together. Um, it was what we were fortunate to have that have that happen that way. So yeah. I have a five-year-old, a three-year-old and an almost two-year-old. They're all kind of, you know, in a similar boat. They're really close in age really good friends but randomly my oldest kid he, i mean he sees me playing the steam deck he sees me playing games dad what are you doing i'm playing games i uh <laughs> this is another thing we could talk about and i could go on about i have a i have, I have feelings about games and how much they should be played i had a real problem in high school and i, I eventually I've, I've been able to find a way to make them a, a good hobby again but um, when he asked about games i'm like oh man this conversation is happening a lot sooner than i thought it was going to happen Oh, um, I'm like let's let's try it out. Let's see how it goes. Suddenly, my again, my library of 300 plus titles is completely irrelevant because my kids don't have any motor skills. Like you know, the hand-eye coordination is poo-poo. Like they they just they don't have that. And try and use two analog sticks? No way. And so like we've we've tried a handful of games, but um, all the games that I like to play, they're not interested in. You know, too much conflict. <laughs> you know, death being a constant threat. We, we tried Cuphead the other day because my son saw oh, it. He's like, no. that's the game I want to play. He had, he'd seen some of the, the show on Netflix. Uh, the, right. Again, not sponsored by Netflix. Not a plug for the show. It's inferior <laughs> compared to the game. But um, I said, Brom, I don't know, man. I think uh, we can try it. And he's like, no, I want to play that one. I'm like, all right. So we played it. He didn't last five minutes. He's like, dad, this is too hard. Dad, I don't know how. Dad, I don't like this. Let's go play something else. And so it's yeah. like what, what they need, what they want is just a, a, t- a different experience than what I want. And uh, it's been interesting to approach games from their perspective. One game that's been a hit is Totally Reliable Delivery Service. Okay. It's kind of like the sandbox game, physics-based, so you you run around as characters and make deliveries. And uh, it's just really silly, and you're, you're constantly you know getting ragdolled and flying around and dropping and breaking things and just crashing because it's, it's weird. Like, they love that. Like, there's yeah. no threat of death. Um, the difficulty level is intentionally just weird um and there's a button you can press to make your character fall over and fart like we've spent whole sessions you know (laughs) half an hour to an hour just pressing that button 
falling down, ragdolling and farting. And it's like, yeah. it just cracks them up. Like for them, where they are in their life, like that's the way they want to interact with games. Yeah. And which means that that's the way that I'm interacting with games because as the adult, I'm the one who's facilitating this experience for them. Right. And it's yeah. just, it's it's weird. Like, you know, it's been, it's it's just, it's, I don't know. We're getting old as I guess. It's just been yeah. five years and now it's like, I'm, I'm farting in a game. It's like, I, you know, but when before it's like, I want to be, you know, doing a perfect technical combo in Metal Gear Rising and, you know, yep. shooting for the highest difficulty levels and, you know, just, it's it's just weird. It's weird how things change like that. It's funny because, I mean, you really do have to just, like, cater to them because at some point they're going to see you playing games. I'm sure, you, I mean, not that I don't think you ever played, like, super, like, gory or, like, anything, you know, mature, but, like, that's probably something you have to think about now. Definitely. I was playing uh, one of the games I keep on the Steam Deck that I've been, I've decided I'm really going to try and delve into because it's perfect for my life, you know, bite-sized portions, bath and break game binding of isaac oh um, yeah and so i do a couple rooms uh when i go to the bathroom which is why i drink so much water so i can have as many bathroom <laughs> breaks as possible during the day but um my son's like dad what are you playing i'm like well this is a game for grown-ups like i don't know if you know i don't i don't that's not that's not the experience i wanted to have but yeah it's like normally i'd just be playing my game but now it's like oh i can't play that game right now because i don't want to be you know blowing someone's head off in front of my my five-year-old and him thinking <laughs> that's okay or him you know where maybe the 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 line between fantasy and reality is a little more tenuous when he's like yeah dad is uh and spoiler alert out there for everybody but he's like dad is the easter bunny real it's oh like, no you know we gotta have it we gotta have a conversation about that like and uh, anyway, so it, I, Dad is—is is the Binding of Isaac real? I saw you playing it. Is it okay to just be like crying onto poop and having it, you know, like killing small <laughs> fetal-looking creatures and like having just huge chunks of poo and brain matter all over the screen? Like, is this like—is this how I should be framing how I approach, you know, my day to day? Obviously, the answer is yes. Just kidding, yeah. it's no. But uh, <laughs> you know, like it's just—it's—it's it's really that's that for me. That's been one thing that I want, you know, like that's just changed and i know we're, yeah. we're probably close to time but i want to hear if you don't mind if maybe talking about why um you didn't play death stranding because i for me like it was Ooh. it was the right game for me um at the yeah. right time like it came when it hit pc i played it i thought it was really engaging and beautiful and sad yeah. and you know it was a, in, in a lot of ways it's about being a parent and so yeah. for me that i i really re I related to that and i felt like kojima was was talking a lot about his struggles with being a parent and um you know, all of its themes seem to work together to just be this peaceful, weird experience I really loved. But, you know, that was what I needed. And it sounds <laughs> at like... At the time, yeah. Yeah, at the time. And, and for you, you had a different experience, right? Yeah, so... You haven't played it at all. And we talked a lot about it before it came out. <laughs> so, so yeah, this is definitely going to be something for... Uh haven't just been able to discuss i guess we haven't had this forum to really talk about it so for the listener um i, I think people on stream kind of know a little bit about this there's a couple people in in kind of my community prokai and lotor code synth and a few others that are you know they really love it and you and i haven't had a chance to talk about this really 2019 i was having like end of that year right before covid i ended up having just like tons of health anxiety um i had just turned 30 and it, it's true, like all your body, like at thirty, is just like you know what, we're we're uh, we're we're winding things down now a little bit, not fully, but it's just like things are, you know, hey, um, maybe you can't stay up until two a.m. every night anymore. Yeah, I had like just some health things, tack onto that a worldwide pandemic, and uh, my my own stuff that I'm going through. I had bought Death Stranding that uh, I think it came out what 2019 as well. Yeah, around then, yeah. And so I had bought the game and I was like, I was ready to do it. I was going to do it. All this stuff started happening. 
so there I am. It's Mar It's three years ago, probably almost exactly mid-March, maybe somewhat towards the end of March. And I'm like, you know what? I'll play a bunch of games since I'm just stuck at home anyways. I installed Death Stranding and I'm like, well, let me let me use video games to escape from this world where I'm worried about my my health, uh, my mortality and a worldwide, you know, thing is making me stay indoors because it's too dangerous to go outside. And uh, let me escape that. And uh, I installed Death Stranding. Whoa. Let's just say Kojima a little too prescient once again. And I got like. So and, and I and I was sitting there and I was like trying to play it and I'm like, this is just too heavy. This game is beautiful. I had it on my big screen. I was down in my basement, but it was just too much. I just couldn't handle it. I also tried watching Chernobyl at the time too. I don't know if you've ever seen that. I haven't no. It's kind of just the same thing. Like everything gave me a panic attack. So the game was beautiful. I remember like coming down into that little valley and low roar starts playing. I'm like, this game is beautiful. I love this. Nancy, I get chills just remembering that moment. You brought it up and I'm like, for me, like, yeah, just such an incredible. Ex but it sounds like it wasn't, I mean, it wasn't what you needed at that time, <laughs> right? Like it just, it was the opposite of what you needed. You needed an escape yeah. and that was just right on the nose. Yeah. Yeah, it, it, was, it was a bit much of the time. And, and the thing is, though, like, I've, I've been wanting to play it. And my goal was actually to start playing it this year. Um, I've had a couple things come up with uh, Final Fantasy and having to finish the game as soon as possible. But after that, I think I'm going to jump into Yakuza and also Death Stranding. And I think that's just, I guess, what I, my, my, I guess, what I, as I imagine our conversation, this is, I guess, for me, the best thing about games. This is just what I wanted to, I guess, get to is that, you know, I think especially for people who are passionate about games, it's easy to get hung up on how we feel like people in the boardroom are ruining our games and just making them unpleasant. You know, there's still there's still a game for you. You know, it's still a good experience to be had, I think, if, if you do a little digging. And I just, I think it's so great. I mean, I love games so much. I love that there's, you know, a Death Stranding for you if you need it and something else for you if you don't and uh, vice versa, right? Like, it's just, yeah. it's it's so, I, I feel like despite all the dumb things that are happening in the world of gaming, there's still so much, so much fun to be had with games. I agree. Well, thank you so much, Zach. Thanks for being here. It's not, I mean, we've already lined up like three other episodes, so we'll have to like pepper those out throughout the rest of the time. But thank you so much for doing this. You're, you're doing a personal favor to me, helping me to do this. And uh Man, I, I respect your opinion so much. And you're doing stuff that I haven't, that I have no insight into. Gaming as a, as a parent, as a father, that's pretty wild to me. Yeah, thanks for having me on. Uh, feel free to hit me up uh, if we want to, you know, you want to delve into any of those other topics. And uh, I promise I'll brush my teeth next time. <laughs> you just put that in there. I, I wasn't going to tell him. Oh, shoot, that was off the that was off the record. That was off the record. It's now on the record, though. That's staying in. Yeah, let's uh, honesty and integrity. Let's <laughs> choose that as our path. Look, listener, you have to. Uh, here's what I want you to do. I want you to delete this this podcast, re-download <laughs> it, and listen to it again, and see if you can tell now that you know. I mean, I'm sure you could tell that he hadn't brushed his teeth. Yeah, I know. I can I can feel all of you recoiling, future <laughs> listeners. You can you can hear it. You can feel it. As it enters your ear holes that I have not brushed my teeth. I'm going to do it right after we, we hang up, though. Yes. Yeah, same. I mean, I brush my teeth, but I'm just, you know, hey, I'm, I'm in the business. Uh, Zach, do you have any plugs or anything you want people to follow? Uh, I, I know there's art and stuff like that, but, you know, maybe that's that's not the thing you want people following anymore. Nope. No plugs, except I just want to say, if you're not already, make sure you check out Team Rat NATO on Twitch. Just very entertaining, very personable, real solid fellow. 
really appreciate his uh, insights watching him play. So yeah, check out check out Team Rat NATO on Twitch. Thank you so much. Okay, that'll do it for this week. Hey, it's me, Team Rat NATO. Squat Cobbler should be back next week. Thank you again to Zach for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, so little announcements. Next thing we've got coming up, I believe, is RatCon, May 26th through May 29th in Pittsburgh. A couple names that you're going to recognize are going to be there. Plaidman86 recently confirmed Shraxa and Joun also going to be there. It's going to be a good time, y'all. All right. Well, we'll see you all next week. Bye. See you later. Bye. Thank you. <laughs> I thought you were a professional. Come on. A professional, but I might, you know, just to just to spice things up. Got to keep you on your toes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> also, full disclosure, I think I should admit this before we get into anything juicy. I have not brushed my teeth today. Oh, okay. I just want to clear the air. Uh, I feel like it might be a bad omen or something. You know what? I don't know if I'm going to brush my teeth today. Just saying. I was on board. I was like, you know what? That's fine. It's like 8 a.m. for you. And then you said, I might not today. It's kind of gross. I might forget. But, you know, gum and mints, mouthwash. No, I'll probably probably remember, but I'm probably going to forget. So just uh, be aware. (laughs) I, we'll, we'll work around it. Um, okay, good. <laughs> don't worry. Any of you listeners could tell. Just don't judge me. <laughs> no, no one's gonna know. You, you'll, you'll be fine.